Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, people, to the IDFSO podcast. We got some new energy in the building. I'm so amped up right now. We're going to be talking to our Raiden Force Master Chief, our new Raiden Force Master Chief, Katrina Gogan. Oh, yeah. And Master Chief is ready. And of course he's ready. That's our motto, Simple Paratus. Always ready, baby. Hoorah. So she's ready to speak to the people and let us know exactly what her goals and intentions are. So we are living in a social media era, so I figured the best way to engage our crew is via social media. So I made a post on the Book of Faces, and these are the suggested talking points that we got. So the people want to know when and where the next culinary support activity will open. They want to know about billet changes, retention plans, other than bonuses, advanced culinary training, and any other C-schools. So without further ado, let's go. Master Chief, welcome to the IDFSO podcast. How's it going? Awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Master Chief. I woke up this morning feeling like Vince Lombardi, ready to take on the day, feeling like a champion. Um, We've met each other for the first time back in August, and... You had so much energy about yourself. I was like, wow, I got to get her on here so she can share it with the rest of our rating. Oh, you should. You're amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Master Chief, if you don't mind, could you please tell our listeners who you are and what you do? Sure. Uh, so I've been in just a little over 27 years. Um, I came from a very small town called Winchenden, Massachusetts. We had maybe 8,000 people in there. And so I'll just tell you a little funny story about actually how I enlisted in the Coast Guard is uh, I went to school one day and I heard the announcement over the loudspeaker saying, you can get out of first period if you do like this ASVAB test. And I didn't know what it was. And I was like, hey, I get out of first period. Awesome. <laughs> right. So I go take the test, had no intention of joining the military. One day, my guidance counselor came to me and said, hey, you did really good on your ASVAB. You think about joining the military? And I was like, mm, not really. And uh, she gave me some pamphlets and stuff like that. And so I brought them home to my mom. And I'm, I said, you know, maybe I'll join the Army. And my mom was like, well, I don't want you to join the Army. Why don't you think about the Coast Guard? And so I was like, well, what the heck is a Coast Guard? Because I'm witching in Massachusetts is like central mass, not even near water or anything. So I looked into it and I was like, oh, that seems pretty cool because I wanted to get in law enforcement, go catch all the bad guys and uh, do that thing. And so I actually ended up going in the uh, delayed entry program my senior year and then went into boot camp a month after I graduated high school. And uh, so went in there, went to boot camp, went experience before I joined. I worked at a clam shack. I actually worked at a McDonald's drive-thru, believe it or not. And uh, actually, McDonald's tried to keep me. They're like, oh, you have so much potential and advancement. Just uh, don't go in the Coast Guard. Stay with us. I was like, nah, I want to. One of the big things is I want to travel, coming from a small town. And so I was like, no, I'm going to the Coast Guard. Went to the Coast Guard and uh, obviously went to a school for my first unit out of Key West and ended up at a station for a few years. 
and then ended up on the Polish Sea. I've been to Hawaii. I was a FSO on a buoy tender. I actually have a little bit of a diverse background. I did a stint in recruiting. And then after recruiting, I was like, well, I'm going to go back to the field, and where's the best spot I could go to get up to speed with the rating? And so I ended up going to Petaluma as an instructor. And then as from the instructor, I managed at the C-Schools, um, got involved in developing our IDFSO course. Uh, it used to be an online course, which wasn't working out too well. So I was really uh, excited to get the IDFSO resident course back up, up to speed and, and, and get that online. And then leaving uh, Petaluma, I went to Advanced Culinary Fort Lee. I was there as an instructor for a little while. Uh, it was good. It was good there at Fort Lee. I was the only Coast Guard on an Army base of about 20,000. Uh, but it was good to get to know the other services and, and how their different schools worked out. So it was, it was challenging, but actually pretty rewarding itself. And then from there, I went to program at headquarters, where I was at for the last five years. And uh, I think that, that had a great tour at program. And then uh, I think that really set me up for the job I have now as your reinforcement engineer. Wow. So out of all the units that you've been to, what do you think is your most rewarding unit? Oh, definitely by far the Polar Sea. Uh, I went there as a third class, and, you know, it was tough. I mean, as a third class, you start your career as a culinary specialist, and, well, back then I was a subsistence specialist when I was on the sea. Um, you work very long hours. You're on your feet 12, 14 hours a day. Um, and, you know, it, it's hard work. But the good thing is, is uh, there was a point in that tour that my senior chief came up to me and said, hey, would you like to be the night baker? Which I didn't have any training. I didn't have any schooling. It just happened that uh, the night baker ended up transferring off the ship. And we were on our way down to Antarctic. And uh, I said, yeah, you know, I'll give it a shot. And this is back in the time when we were using the Armed Force Rescue Services. So. I said, I can read a recipe card, I can do recipe conversions, I got this. And so uh, I ended up doing it really well. And uh, so we went to the South Pole, and I ended up getting sailed a quarter, which was cool. And uh, the thing was, is while we were in at McBurdo, uh, they had to make a uh, three-hour trip to the South Pole, the actual South Pole. And the captain was going to allow 10 people to go on that trip. And because of me making sell the quarter, I was able to get on that flight and go to the South Pole, which was pretty amazing because I don't know how many people have made it to the South Pole, but, you know, I made it. From the small town girl from Winchester, Massachusetts, made it to the South Pole. So that was by far the most awesome point in my career. That's pretty amazing. Um that, that goes right up there with one of mine. Um, my, I did a tour on Coast Guard Cutter Sycamore out of Cordova, Alaska, and it was up there with one of my most rewarding tours with the instructor billet because um, we was in the middle of nowhere, and all we had was each other as a crew, and it brought us 
together. We had a real, like a small family. And it, it also made my relationship with my family a lot stronger, so. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the thing, what it comes down to is just serving your crew and just doing the best job you can. And, uh, you know, and, and the crew sees that. When you go in every day, you come to work every day, and you're putting your best foot forward and doing the best you can, your crew will really appreciate you. No doubt. So I'm going to go ahead and start jumping into our questions. Um, a question that a lot of people is asking is about our culinary support activity. We've seen so much success with CSA Yorktown, and members want to know when and where will the next one open. Yeah, and, and that's been so, so at one point, again, in my career that I've been so proud of because, like I said, I've been with the program for the last five years before I took over the RFMC. And we spent several years coming up with that concept. Uh, we actually had um, the program, Mr. Adams, and myself, and uh, contracted crew. We, we took this whole holistic analysis of the entire program. I mean, we mapped out the whole world of work of a CS. And we mostly focused on our shore units because obviously when you're underway, the crew needs to eat three meals, three, four meals a day. Uh, ashore, it's not necessarily that we can make them eat there. So we did this big analysis and determined like sale of meals at each unit, uh, how many CSs were at that unit. Um, and we went ahead and came up with this plan of the concept of the culinary support activity. And the biggest piece of the CSA is that TDY component to support our operational community because that actually ties into our retention issue because we have CSs going back-to-back -back float and then they get to their land unit and then all of a sudden their, their supervisor comes up and says, hey, you're tagged, you got to go TDY. And we don't necessarily want that. We want, when people are on land, we want them to enjoy their time. We want them to um, seek out professional opportunities, uh, work on degrees, things like that. And so one of the concepts was is taking some of these CSs at different units and put them in a, a central location where they can have, we create more opportunities for colos, uh, training and mentoring um and so we ended up just establishing 13 dining facilities and we didn't get rid of those bodies because the thing is if we got rid of those bodies it would uh disrupt our sea to shore ratio we did not want that to happen so we ended up moving them to yorktown and uh was able to the last year uh, Yorktown's been able to support about 40% of those TDY critical dips. And I know some CSs are out there, and they're still getting tasked to go TDY, and they're like, well, why am I going TDY? I thought we had this super galley to go ahead and support that. Well, the concept was never to have Yorktown support 100% of those critical fills. And so to lead to your question about when and where the next CSA will open, the program is currently working on a business plan to go ahead and open another CSA. Um, 
there's been no decisions when and where that will happen, but we're still moving forward and, and hopefully we'll make that happen. Okay. What, what goes into making a decision on where it will be located? Ooh, there's lots of decisions at different points. Um, it's, it's hard. I mean, obviously units do not want to give up their CSs. Um, so it's actually able to communicate um, to senior leadership that we want to make the most efficiency in our rating and get people at the right place, right time. And, uh, and, and I want our CSs out there cooking. I don't want them, and it's difficult because at the shore locations, especially the smaller ones, we can't make people eat at the dining facility. You know, it's difficult because you got Uber Eats nowadays, uh, DoorDash, and it's hard because if the, those smaller units don't have the patronage and they don't have the allowances to, you know, cook a great meal like the soup and the salad and the entree. Um, so it's difficult. And, you know, it's basically you're running a business out there and, and uh, you know, it all depends on your patronage. So you, you mentioned billets. Um, the, there's been rumblings about the E5 and below assignment officer billet. Will that billet change to a senior chief billet? Yeah, so the message just recently came out, and uh, it said uh, it's actually an E9 or E8. And um, let me see if I – the thing is it's uh, the old – all Coast Guard enlisted, it's 183.19, and it has all the details and criteria for applying. Uh, it's going to be a three-year pilot, um, so not, it's necessarily going to be permanent, but it, they're going to test it out, and it's going to be a three-year billet, and it's going to happen next summer. Um, so if you're interested, please just check out the message, look at the criteria, and if you're interested, um, give up. Uh, a call to the assignment officer. Okay. Um, so we, we spoke with Master Chief Reed on a previous episode about retention and bonuses. Um, what are the retention plans other than bonuses? And are there going to be any other types of bonuses, for instance, like a, a Zone C bonus to keep members in and interested? So 
I'm going to continue to fight to keep those bonuses. I talk to the workforce folks all the time, and I said, even if we get out of critical status, we need to keep our foot on the pedal with those bonuses. And then uh, I think what directly ties to retention also is that TDY piece. And the thing is, is I need to ensure that when our CSs are assured, that they're able to stay ashore and, you know, have a good, good life, a good balance between work and life, take care of their families, um, and have that professional growth. And so the great thing is, is when we stood up the product line, we have Master Chief Rivers, uh, really has a pulse on that TDY piece um, and making sure that we, across the board, equally tap the folks to go to TDY. Um, additionally, we got the Coast Guard Pool Credentialing Program coming online. I'm not sure how many folks know about it, but I want them to definitely look into it because they're establishing this Coast Guard Credential Opportunity. It's going to be called CG Cool, and uh, it's going to create it's a site for members to go ahead in there and review credentials that applicable for their ratings and explore those credentials that interest them. And the thing is, the policy is going to be released in the next couple months, and it's a, it's anticipated that they're going to fund exam fees for credentials starting in the second quarter of fiscal year 20. And then they're also going to fund renewal fees for credentials, regardless of when they were obtained. Um, and some of these credentials are going to directly uh, tie into the American Culinary Federation because that's a big piece of uh, some of what our CSs are out there doing. And uh, the thing is, is if you, you go to this, like I said, it's uh, www.cool.uscg.mil, and it's in its infancy stage right now, but if you go on there and you say, hey, you know, I wish this credential was in there, this could really help me out, uh, you can contact... Uh, the RKM, which is currently Mass Chief Hot Power, and discuss it with them and, and potentially get that credential online for the Coast Guard to pay for. That's awesome because I, I, I feel that stuff like that, schools and training also ties into any professional development um, pieces, kind of helps out with retention. Are there any plans on bringing back advanced culinary training? Whereas um, I was a, I had the opportunity to go to New England Culinary Institute, um, and I thought it was a really great program. Are there any plans on bringing programs like that back? Yeah, it's really tough now. I mean, with uh, budget and funding and everything, and uh, you'll notice, and RCSs will notice, uh, had a reduction of seats for our current C schools and. It just wasn't RC schools. It was across the board for all ratings. Um, but the good news is, which I'm really excited about, um, is that Petaluma, Tracing Petaluma is currently developing an FSO perpetual inventory course. And that's a good thing because you see across the board these C schools are getting reduced, but Chase Penaluma is really concentrated on developing this course for us. And this is a course that's been much needed because, as you know, we have a C school for an independent duty FSO, 
but we don't have any formal training for an FSO. One that will go as an E5 or, or not E5, but E6, E7, go to these larger cutters. And if they've never had the IDFSO experience or training, they go to this large unit and not quite sure, like, you know, what do I do? I've got this huge inventory now and I'm, I'm supervising all these personnel. And it can be a little scary for those new FSOs. So I'm really excited. They're developing the FSO course, uh, perpetual inventory course, and, and they're hoping to pilot to at the end of next summer. Uh, we don't know the details of how many classes or how many seats yet. Uh, we're just kind of in that phase of developing the course. But that is coming, and I'm really excited about that. Well, that's awesome. Are there any considerations for um, new culinary schools? Let's say, for for instance, like nutrition or um, different other cooking techniques? Yeah, um, not at this moment. But like I said, I have a training background. I've been at Petaluma. I have instructor background, uh, master training specialist designation I have. And training is at my heart. That. I know I don't want to put CSs in positions where they don't have the tools to succeed. And I know sometimes people think that, oh, I need to go to a C school to get that training. Not necessarily. What I charge my senior CSs is to go ahead and get in the galley and help develop our juniors. Um, and even if it's just watching a YouTube video. My eight-year-old daughter watches YouTube videos for everything. So I'm sure, like, if there's a certain recipe or something that you want to learn, um, you know, a lot of our CSs out there have passion and, and just kind of have to do it on your own, unfortunately, sometimes, because we don't, we can't get you to a C-school. But that doesn't mean you need to stop learning. Everybody has to continually grow. And I feel, and the good thing about that, too, is uh, we got these new RPQs coming out, and we'll make sure you have that six months period to get those done before you go ahead and take the service wide and stuff. But uh, we're working on RPQ videos, so at Trace Competitive and they're going to have those out coming pretty in the near future. So I'm excited about to see those too. And then additionally, I want to give a um, just shout out to, I'm pretty sure most CSs know about Skillsoft books online. That's where our Wayne Glisten edition is at. But I want you to go ahead and just explore the site because it doesn't necessarily have to do with all of that cooking. But you can find leadership books, how to be a better leader, how to better communicate with your folks, um, you know, how to bring your, your team together. So it's not necessarily has to do with culinary, but if you go on the Skillsoft books online, you can find so much stuff. Are there any um, leadership books that you recommend? Oh, well, the seven habits of a leader is, you know, the one basic one that comes to my mind, but, uh, but there's definitely plenty of leadership books there. Okay. Um, wh what are your thoughts on perhaps um, doing road shows as far as um, since you won't have that piece as far as creating new schools? Are there any considerations for doing maybe culinary road shows 
cooking shit. Yeah. Um, no, I remember back in the day when I was coming up the ranks, uh, we had the FSAC cost team. We'd have these symposiums. Um, hopefully, you know, in this transition with the FSAC costs, we're hoping that uh, we can get some stuff developed to uh, get some training out to those folks that not necessarily can come to a C school. Um, but yeah, the the road chat thing it's difficult. I mean, it's hard to uh, the conferences, things like and to justify it and why folks can't learn at their unit, why they have to go somewhere else. But uh, it's definitely something in the back of my mind that, like I said, training is a big piece of our job and knowing what to do in your job and the tools you need to succeed. So. But to answer your question, right now, there's nothing in place for that, but uh, we'll figure out that as we go. Okay. All right. So I'd like to ask you a personal question, if you don't mind. Um, what what drives you as a person? For me, I have came from real humble beginnings. So for us, we didn't have much growing up. All we had was our name. So that was something that we was really proud of. So growing up, it was always take pride in your name, always do a good job, and uh, make sure you carry on the family name. So that's what kind of motivates me and inspires me to be the best me every morning. So I got to ask, what what drives you to wake up every morning and do what you do? I think when I wake up every morning and what drives me is service the country. I, I get up every morning and I'm very proud uh, to be a, a member of the military and whether you're a cook, boson, MK, everybody brings something to the table. And what drives me is that patriotism and that I'm serving my country and especially in this job, being there for my people. I want to be there there for career counseling, I want to be there, you're having a stressful day, you're having a hard time, uh, policy questions, you don't know your career path, you need help with that, you're not sure whether to stay in the Coast Guard or get out, um, I want to be there for them, yeah. and that's what drives me every morning. I love it. Do you have like a, a go-to song for motivation? For me, um, I think my go-to song is fire by the roots that's like i can listen to that anytime and it'll, it'll pump me up do you have a go-to song for motivation well my song is uh don't stop believing by jerry because you know i started out early in my career thinking i was gonna do four years and out but i actually went above my potential and surprised myself so don't ever stop believing in you. Keep up the hard work. Um, and there's, there's, what are the questions? So, so we had a like an offline conversation, and I'm telling you, it it gave me so much drive after after we talked. And and you was like, you have four more years, and you want to just make sure that you do the best for our, our members and our ratings. Um, what's your ultimate goal as the RFMC? My ultimate goal is 
to make sure that every one of my CSs feels valued. There's over 1,200 of you out there, and everybody brings something to the table. Um, they have a thing uh, online, Coast Guard Ideas, and I'm not sure if you know about that, but um, there's a website where you can go ahead and uh, submit your ideas. And that's the thing. I'm not going to be successful in my job unless I have you. I need all my CSs to be involved. I need that. I need their feedback. I feedback. I need their input. And they have this website where you can go ahead and submit any idea you like. It's a, an innovation crowdsourcing platform that provides leadership to gather solutions from our CS workforce. Because the thing is, I'm at headquarters, and I don't necessarily can see your daily work or be at the deck plate. And there may be some ideas you have to make our rating better. And I need you to, to help me with that. I need you to get on there, give me some ideas, send me an email, give me a phone call, and I want to hear from you. Because, like I said, I'm not going to be successful without every CS out there in the field. And then, just additionally on that, talking about my CSs, I want everybody to be, I want everyone to be okay. Like, it's a couple of years ago, I was watching a news channel, and they had the five most tough jobs in the United States. And number three was being a military chef. And, and I get it. It's stressful. You're working long hours. Sometimes you don't feel, you know, you don't feel rewarded or supported. And, you know, I just want to make every CS out there have a great day, do a great job, and, and be thankful um, and rewarding. And there's a lot of things out there, the Coast Guard support, um, which I really make a point to communicate with because they – have a lot of things to to give a Coast Guard member, and the, and they're all free. You go through Coast Guard support. They have these. They just set up these new financial personal financial managers. So with you know you get these new members, they get these big bonuses, or you get folks reenlisting, and they get these bonuses. I want you to be smart with your money. I want you to if you don't have a financial goal or plan go ahead and reach out to these personal financial managers. And, and they just hired, I think, about 18 throughout the Coast Guard. And they're stationed at every Hiswell regional practice. And just sit down with them. Get a plan with you um, to ensure that, you know, you know where you're going forward with your money because, you know, you, you don't want to make some mistakes with your money because it's a big thing. So. Right. Don't ever be don't ever be afraid to ask for help. Like it's been several times in my career, I had to ask for help. Whether it was with you know grieving or marriage or you know children, uh, it's tough. I mean, I obviously want RCSs to have a, a great personal life away from their work. I. I absolutely want them to get 100% at work, but I understand that you may have family, you may have kids, 
And you have that other side of you. And I want to make sure that you're well-balanced and taken care of. So don't forget about Coast Guard support and what they can offer you. Well, those are some powerful words. Um, and I thank you for it. You know, um, it's hard for sometimes for people to just reach out and, and, and ask for help. And you encouraging people to do it is, is awesome. You know, I've been... Yeah. yeah go ahead. encourage is every member every Coast Guard member look check in with your brother and sister each day and see if if everything's okay with them and make sure everything's all right um, for instance I've, I've I've gone through periods in, in my career and I was like man I wish someone would just stop and and just ask me hey how's your day how's everything going um, just recently my family lost everything in the Bahamas and I'm just walking around and no one even know anything. They don't even know if I'm from the Bahamas. No one know anything about me. And I, I kind of felt like, wow, I kind of felt lost in a sense, you know? I know. And, and sometimes you get to that point, like you're giving everything to the Coast Guard and then you go home at night and you're like, who, I have the Coast Guard support. Who's supporting me now? Who's supporting me, you know, helping me mentally take care of my family and child care and financial and housing. And, yeah, it, it, it's one big picture. And I just mm-hmm. want folks to realize that we appreciate you and what you do for the Coast Guard, but you do have a life outside the Coast Guard. Indeed. Um, you know, our old captain... Captain Flynn used to always say, make sure you have a friend, mentor, and chief. And not only just have one, just make sure you check in on them. And I always thought, man, that's some real spill. Master Chief. Thank you for uh, thank you for your words. Also, thank you for your service, your support, and, and for constantly motivating me to wake up every morning and, and give my best. I appreciate oh, it. You're something to the table no matter what rank, whether you're an E5, E8, whoever. Everybody brings something to the table and it comes down to inclusiveness. So someone at headquarters one day explained it very in simple terms to me. So everyone gets, for example, so everyone gets asked to come to the dance party, right? So, but what the inclusiveness really means is getting asked to the dance floor and dance. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So, so, yeah, so what I'm saying, I want all my CSs out there to come to my dance party. Let's dance. Let's do this, and let's make this the best rating in the Coast Guard. (laughs) I love it. Let's party. All right. Well, thanks again for doing this with me. I have... uh, 
this is this is amazing for me to kind of put this information out to our guys and gals out there. Um, I also like to ask: it, Do you have any, as far as recognition, any Bravo Zulus, anyone you want to recognize before we depart? Oh man, there you guys are doing so much great stuff out there, and I appreciate it. Um, the Cutter James just sent me some awesome photos of these uh, VIP dinners they were doing on board. Um, you know, it's hard to particularly pick out one person, but the whole rating, we're doing amazing. We're doing great stuff, and I encourage you to send me photos, send me, like, all that good new stuff to me, because I love seeing it, and believe me, I'll, I'll forward it up to senior leadership, because we're, we're doing a great job. And I agree. And I'm, I'm definitely going to fill your inbox up as soon as I get back. Awesome. I uh, love it. All right. Thank you, Master Chief. And you continue to be great. All right. Thank you, Chief. And like I said, my email is always open. My phone is at my desk. I want to hear from I want to hear from the folks because I'm not going to be successful without you. And what's your phone number? It is 202-475-5150. There you go. All right, Master Chief, you have a great one. Awesome. You too, Chief. All right, so let's do a little rehash on what we learned today. So as far as culinary support activities, they are currently in the process of crunching data on when and where the next one went open, but we don't have the information yet. When it comes to the AO, the assignment billet, that message is out. So now it's applicable to all E8 and E9. Um, retention plans other than bonuses. Well, they are in the process of developing CG Cool, which will be coming online pretty soon. Um, and that's going to give us the credentialing we need for us to succeed on the outside. She's also actively working with Master Chief Rivers down at Product Line for TDY support to balance out our work-life issues as well as solve some of our sea-to-shore ratio problems. And we also learned that she has a particular set of skills, um, sort of like Liam Neeson. She has a background in training, so we may not have the budget that we want right now, but she specializes in developing training. We also learned that she's open to ideas, um, so um, which I think is kind of paramount because we have a lot of smart people in our organization and in our raid, and, and she's open for suggestions on helping members get the tools they need to succeed. Um, I think the biggest takeaway for me is that Master Chief is for the people. So she understands that it's a tough job, and she wants us collectively to seek ways to make our job better. And she also wants us to take full advantage of our resources. So, all right, so here's some words to live by before we leave. The difference between a successful person and others is not the lack of strength, not the lack of knowledge, but rather a lack of will. Senior, I repeat. Senior CSs have been charged with professionally developing our junior members. So the question is, the question I ask, do you accept the challenge? Do you have the will? And uh, for my junior members, I have one thing for you. 
listen to the outros.